0: so hello friends and welcome to the podcast this is episode 28 and I've been spending a little bit of time in the book of James just recently teaching that down at Hope and um, yeah looking at some of the um, comparisons of teaching that come through this particular letter that uh, that James wrote and today, want to look at a few verses that come out of chapter three and this all has to do with the tongue so today's title we're going to call it the power of words the power of words yes because we all know that our words have power our tongue may be a small part of the body is what james said but it makes great boasts and it can get us into lots of trouble and it can get us into lots of favor so how we use our tongue the power of words really matters to us in life. And um, it's not something actually that the Bible um, has a small amount to say on. It has a lot to say on the importance of language, the power of words, the strength of the tongue. And uh, we know this from our own experiences to be true. Rumi said, raise your words, not your voice. It is rain that grows flowers, not thunder. Or Robin Sharma said, words can inspire and words can destroy, so choose your words well. Here's another quote, don't mix your words with your mood, you can change your mood, but you can't take back your words. And I guess we've all been in that situation where we've spoken something out of frustration or anger or whatever The emotion may have been, and as soon as those words have dropped off our tongue, we live with a sense of regret because we've said something that either we didn't really mean or we spoke out of anger or resentment or jealousy or bitterness or whatever it might have been. And uh, as soon as we've said it, we we learn to live with the regret of the words that we've spoken. So taking control of our tongues, watching over our language, it really does make a difference in life. Be careful with your words. Here's another quote. Once they are said, they can only be forgiven and not forgotten. Yes, the words that we speak out, um, we may get somebody's forgiveness. We may offer our apology, but the truth of the matter is that those words still linger in the air. And um, it takes some time to rebuild that trust. It takes some time to work through those um, those situations, those relationship challenges and difficulties. And so better to, better to hold back and consider what we're going to say rather than be uh, rushing in. And um, saying things that then we we later regret, but the sad thing is that uh, that those words then cannot then be taken back. So the power of our words, it really does matter. It matters for us in terms of our own personal fruitfulness and growth and development. Um, it 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 also speaks something about the depth of our own heart. From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. That what that's what Jesus said, and so. That the words that we use, the power of our words, the, the language that we choose to use also indicates something of what's going off deeper inside our soul or inside our heart. So um, it really is a wisdom topic, isn't it? The, the topic of, of, of words and the use of language and the use of our tongues. So it's not surprising that being the case that that a lot of the proverbs relate to language, relate to the use of the tongue. Here's just a, a few of them um, that you can uh, come across if you take a look through uh, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs seventeen twenty eight says, Even fools are thought wise if they keep silent, and discerning if they hold their tongues. Is another one, Proverbs 18. Uh, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The tongue has the power of life and death. And again, we, we know something of this to be true because of our own experiences. Either what has been spoken to us, or indeed what we have spoken to other people. We, we know that we can crush relationships or we can enhance relationships by the way that we use our tongue and the language that we choose to adopt. And and this is not to say that there aren't times in life where we need to confront situations um, and, and speak in a more forthright manner. I don't think we're talking about that here. We're, we're, we're not talking about the fact of Uh, brushing things under the carpet or pretending that we're not hurt when we are hurt or or you know just just acting in in a manner that oh well anybody can say whatever they want to me and it's not going to make any difference we're not working in that sort of uh, false environment when we're talking about our language and when we're talking about the way that we choose to speak um, to other people Uh, what we're saying is it's the It has to do with consideration, Um, it has to do with some measure of forethought, uh, and it has to do with being in control. And I think this is the problem, that sometimes we can speak when our emotions are out of control, or when we're feeling out of control, and that's when we, we say things that often we learn to, to regret. So let's just think about words for a little bit. Let's think about language. Let's think about the importance of, of the tongue and the difference this can make when we adopt a, a really healthy approach to the way that we, we use our language and the words that we have. So this is the reading from from James uh, that, uh, that we're, we're referring to here. So let's just take a look at this. This is James chapter 3. Uh, Verse 3. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obeyers, we can turn the whole animal, or take ships as an example. Um, They are, sorry, or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants them to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. it is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. So there we have it, some wise words that are given to us by James when he writes this letter towards the end of the New Testament. And he refers to the tongue, a spark, how a forest fire is set. A light just by a small spark, and uh, we've been in those situations where things have erupted because the wrong words have been spoken at the wrong time and in the wrong way, and it sets something ablaze. And it takes some wisdom and courage to extinguish that flame, actually. But uh, but one of the ways that we can extinguish it, and I think it's important to recognise this, is that we can extinguish it by not feeding it further. And so um, we need to really consider that because we can truly inflame a situation by the way that we respond to words that have been spoken to us that maybe we feel are um, hurtful or full of hate or anger or whatever. Um, Or we can choose to extinguish those flames by taking an alternative and even an opposite approach. And... um, there's some wisdom in understanding all of that and applying that. So here's a few um, thoughts on uh, the power of words in our life, um, and the authority and the use of the tongue. And and the first th- thing to to consider, I, I I think, is is the fact that you know when, when Scripture starts in in the book of Genesis, it starts with this idea of of God creating, um, and God creates. Uh, Not with his hands, but with his mouth. God creates through the power of his words. And this is how creation is spoken into being. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. We know the story. Um, We read it there right at the beginning of the Old Testament. And it's in this way that God chooses to create. And when we take this um, concept, when we take this idea... We see that this is also true um, in, in our own lives, you know, that, that, that we create in the same way, that we can create cultures, we can create communities, uh, we create families, we create churches, we create teams. And the way that we create them is, is through our words positive or negative, building up or tearing down. The choice is ours. The way that we approach it lies within our own control. And so there is a great sense in which things are created by the power of our words. Great marriages are built, not just on the power of words, but certainly that has a major contribution. Great teams are built not just on words, but the words which we speak have a massive, massive contribution to make. And so all these things, cultures, communities, teams, families, relationships, churches, are built up or indeed torn down by the power of our words. And we need to think about that really carefully when we're seeking to um Add and bring value to life and to the context and the settings in which we find ourselves so so that being said, probably the second thing we ought to say about words is that it is good and wise for us to think before we speak. We need to consider consider what the outcome of our words are going to be. consider the impact and the influence of our words you know the truth of the matter is that we all have the ability to have an impact. We all have the ability to influence a situation. And uh, we may influence a situation in lots of different ways, Um, but one of the ways in which we significantly do change situations and influence situations is the way in which we speak about a situation or the way in which we speak about a person, an individual. And so there needs to be a, a great sense in which we, we think before we speak. As somebody once said, we've been given two ears and one mouth in order that we might speak or we might listen twice as much as what we speak. And so let's think before we speak. We need to give consideration to our ways. Um, you know, if we're going to start gossiping, you know, the outcome of that is going to be that people stop trusting us. Um, if we put other people down through our words, then people are going to shut their hearts towards us. Um, Proverbs 18:19 says that an offended brother is more unyielding than a fortified city. So we've got to be careful with our words that we don't put other people down, especially if we're feeling some measures of insecurity in our life, and we 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 find that we're we're needing to affirm ourselves by speaking poorly or negatively of other people. That is not the way to build our self-confidence. It's not the way to develop our self-worth. There are lots of other ways that we need to look at in terms of how we develop self-confidence, self-worth, self-esteem, but putting other people down is definitely not one of those ways and so we really do need to, to think about that that whole idea of bragging and exaggeration. If we're going to be speaking like that, then, you know, we're just going to be turning people away from us or complaining. Don't you just uh, get, get fed up if, you, if you're in a situation with somebody who's just co- consistently moaning and complaining about things. Then, again, this is just not having a positive impact on life or, or relationships or turning towards sarcasm or insults. These are all things, you know, they may just start in a small way. But um, when we use the power of our words to negatively impact other people, or negatively impact situations, then we're not just taking those things down, we're taking ourselves down as well, because we are making ourselves less than what we actually are. And so let's really give consideration and think before we speak. Here's another thought, is that we should listen before we act we need to not only show consideration but we also need to show compassion and uh, the way that we show compassion the way that we build empathy with another person is by going through what i think is a process of deep listening because if you want to show compassion if you want to build empathy in a situation then you need to deeply listen to what that other person is saying. And that means not listening in order for you to then answer, but listening in order that that person has truly been heard. You are listening to feel and sense their pain. You are listening to hear their sensitivities. You are listening to hear where the... um, where the sore edges of their life really lies so that then you can walk forward with any words with a measure of truth, yes, but sensitivity, empathy. And there's only one way that we can do this, and that's to really build on proximity, we, we have to get close. It's true, isn't it, that you can hold a, an opinion of a situation or a person, and you can hold that opinion from a distance. But once you step into the same room with that individual, once you sit down and have a coffee with them, once you start to listen to that person and hear their story, hear their conversation, hear where they are coming from, then more often than not, we begin to change our perspective upon that person. And why is that? Because we are growing in our understanding. And what understanding does is it gives the opportunity to create empathy. And what empathy does is it draws us alongside somebody in order to support and help in a meaningful way. And so we need to be listening before we act. We need to show compassion. Here's another thought. We need to walk before we talk. There needs to be consistency in our life. We you know, we've got to close the gap between what we're saying and what we're doing. So better to concentrate on what we are doing and close that gap in our lives and to speak out of that. I think what we are looking for today and what people are looking for is authenticity, that sense of reality whereby we are speaking from a place of transparency, a place of openness, a place of honesty. That's what really enables us to connect with people, and that's what truly people are looking for, I think, in life. We, we need to, to close the gap between how we live and what we say so that those two things come ever closer and closer together so that what we're saying is coming out of how we're living. We, we, what we're doing is we're, we're, we're going on that journey to reduce the hypocrisy in our lives so that a more genuine you and a more genuine me emerges because there's something quite powerful about our authenticity. There's something deeply beautiful about our transparency. And so we're not here to hide ourselves in order to show a different side of us. What we're here is to reveal ourselves for who we are and the type of people that we're seeking to become. And that's all about walking before we talk. It's about developing consistency. It's about closing the gap between our speech and our actions. And then a final thought, just as we close here, is the idea of that we need to order our confession. Um, It does matter what we say. It does matter the way in which we speak about ourselves and also the way in which we speak about other people. Um, This stuff really does matter. Um, You know, you, you can't go around speaking negatively about yourself. You, you've got to learn to change your confession. That's not to say that you're living in denial. It's not to say that you're sort of um, just trying to get to a place of saying it, saying it, saying it until it becomes true. But what you're doing is you're, you're changing your confession based on your convictions. So you've got to dig deep and really take a look to see what are the convictions of my heart in this situation? What are the convictions of my heart regarding this employment, regarding this relationship, regarding this opportunity? What are my convictions there? And then you, out of those convictions, you need to change your confession so that you start to say things that are true based on how you deeply feel. Now, you may say, well, I just feel dreadful about this situation or about myself or whatever, and that's why I keep speaking negatively. Well, to that, I think I would be saying, well, what we need then to do is we need to build an image of ourselves that is based on a worldview or a faith perspective that is, rooted in the heart of understanding what God's divine intention is for you as an individual or as a person. I mean, that's a, it's a story, a conversation, a podcast for another day, but but certainly that needs to be something of our starting premise in that situation. But but back to where we were, yet yeah, we, we need to establish, understand what our convictions are, and then we need to speak our confession out of those convictions because what we're doing then is we're building strength into those two things we're speaking what we're actually believing. Not hoping for, not wishing for, but, but really believing deep in our heart. And then if we can make our confession to come out of that deep seated place, then it has a lot more strength associated to it. It begins to change things. It begins to create worlds and order. It, it begins to bring order out of chaos. And we start to create cultures and communities and all of those things in which we can thrive and flourish. Um, as people. So there we go, just a, a few thoughts really on the power of the tongue, the power of words, how these can really build us up or indeed tear us down or other people. And so, well, with God's help and by God's grace, may each one of us learn how to keep a tight rein on our tongue. May we learn to think before we speak, listen before we act, walk before we talk, and order our confession in such a way that it is based on our deep-seated convictions. And if we can do those things, then I believe we will start to create order and worlds and cultures and communities, both in and around ourselves, that enable both us and other people to thrive and so thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast and um, well until next time may grace and peace be with you